Hello and welcome to The Download. I'm your host, Dave Richardson, and I'm really happy to be joined. In fact, I, I'm, I'm going to start off with an apology uh, to uh, Marcello Montanari, who uh, leads uh, a great team of people who work uh, mostly on the technology sector uh, in, uh, in North American equity markets, part of our, our, our North American equity team. So, Marcello, sorry we should have, and sorry to the listeners, we should have had you on much earlier in this series uh, because you're you're one of the real experts in this space, and it's obviously an area of interest to investors right now. So so welcome to the podcast. Yeah, thanks for having me, Dave. And uh, so so hopefully we're going to get you on on a on a, on a semi regular basis uh, going forward. But but perhaps the, the 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 best way to start when we look at this sector, which has which has really been a leader uh, in 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 markets all around the world, not just in North America. But a lot of investors look at, at technology stocks and the sector overall right now. And, and for those of us who are around in the late 90s and, and just at the, at, at the turn of the millennium, we go, wow, this feels a little bit like the, that period for technology stocks. Is, 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 should, should people be thinking that way or are we in a different spot now? I think this question quite a bit. And um, I think the best... The best way to approach it is to kind of look at it from a couple of different perspectives. So first, let, let me set the stage up for, you know, that period, you know, 1998 to 2000. Um, you know, a lot of this job involves kind of pattern recognition, and we use a lot of like mental frameworks to kind of help us understand the world. Um, and I just want to remind everybody that the lead up to the tech bubble and the tech implosion was a very special time. Um, we had the convergence of two major technological events uh, at, at, at the same time. And um, basically, that was the internet emerging as a consumer um, product or platform, not just for consumers, but for businesses as well. And then wireless. Wireless really kind of, you know, came into its own in that period. Um, and one of the mental frameworks that we use is one that uh, was coined by Michael Mobison, actually back in the middle of the bubble. And he called it fill and kill. And what, what that was, was it was, um, it was this observation from biology that when you have a brand new ecosystem, what you have is you have species or speciation, I think it was called, that comes in to fill in the ecosystem. Okay. And we've seen this in multiple waves over history, whether it was, you know, whether it was railroads, canals, uh, automobiles, um, the oil age. Um, and, and so what happens in these fill and kill situations is you get this new ecosystem, species come in to fill it up, okay? And um, there's another economist named Carlotta Perez who's actually studied these periods. And whenever you have these fill and kill periods, what you get is um, you get these speculative bubbles because, because people are very, they're not very discerning about what they're buying. It's just like, oh my God, the internet's going to be huge. I need to be there. I'm going to buy Webvan, you know, or Kana, or th there's so many names that came out in that period of time that they didn't really ha have any any um, you know business model to begin with. They were all like, like concept stocks. So which kind of leads me into so that so that's kind of setting the stage. We were in a period that was really ripe for a speculative bubble along two dimensions, which was the internet and wireless, and they were kind of crossing over and it touched so much of IT because you needed all the IT infrastructure to kind of help build this out. 
so from from my perspective because i was there so kind of like the second perspective here uh you know i was i was kind of actually at the epicenter of this and um and i'm gonna now kind of talk about the companies themselves you know as a group really um and you know for sure there's there's elements of the tech market that are pretty you know that are frothy right now but on balance you know especially when we look at the broader benchmarks where you know um, I'm talking about like the S&P 500 and stuff like that. Um, the broader benchmarks tend to have the bigger names and um, they're not as prone to some of the speculation you see in the out of benchmark names, you know, some of the, you know, Fastly and those type of companies, which, you know, they, they seem to get a lot of airplay, but they, they're not representative of what's happening within the benchmarks. But um, anyway, uh, like I said, on balance, um, you know, the period's very different. Um, so back then, if you recall, since you were there as well, Euphoria was like completely off the charts. So anything to do with the internet, anything to do with internet infrastructure, with wireless, like even even companies that were making like leather holsters for handsets were trading at like 30 times revenues. It was it was just like crazy. Uh, and everything was basically, you know, off the charts. Um, and and like we've had some some pretty um, exciting ipos that have come out recently like like snowflake palantir which have had these kind of moonshot performances after that and i'm sure that you remember back then just about every ipo was doing what snowflake just did okay and we had like 400 of them and it was just crazy um but like i said back then most of those stocks were ipo constant uh, most of the new ipos were were concept stocks they had questionable business models they had questionable revenue models. We didn't really know what they were. Um, they were valued on stuff like eyeballs, page hits, uh, you know, multiples of capital, most, multiples of plant, plant and equipment, price per engineer. Like I could go on, price per PhD. So that's what they were being valued on. And uh, a lot of these companies, they were like kind of engaged in some nefarious activity in terms of like they were bartering you know, business with each other. They were exchanging assets and recognizing the exchange as like revenues and um, anything that they could do to just, you know, kind of like supplement the story. Um, and <clears throat> importantly, uh, a lot of these companies were asset heavy um, and they were like feeding off the exuberance of the market to raise capital. That capital is being re, you know, redeployed back into tech markets to buy gear, you know, computers, networking gear, you name it. So, so is this a virtual, this virtual circle of money, you know, bed, fed by this like uh, exuberant speculative bubble uh, that just like, like everything just went up to the roof. Um, but because everything was was dependent, you know, the linchpin was the market itself. As long as it was giving capital to these guys. Um, the, the the machine was working until it didn't and suddenly and suddenly it seized up uh and that's when you know everything kind of fell apart i was going to use a colorful word but i'm probably not allowed to <laughs> um so uh in contrast like today's companies they run they're like asset light they rely increasingly like on aws and azure and google cloud to like to supply their underlying infrastructure, okay? They're, um, today's tech stocks, uh, even the IP, recent IPOs, they're much more seasoned. They're coming to market later than they did back then by a long shot. Um, 
they have real business models, they have real revenue models, they have exceptional paths to the to to, to uh, sorry, they have exceptional returns, or you can actually see the path to their returns. Um, and a lot of these markets are kind of uh, they're winner take most, if not winner take all marketplaces, which uh, which really kind of can help uh, you know fuel a story as as you can imagine. As you're talking, is this is a a walk down memory lane uh, for 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 the period for the for the period in the 1990s where wherever you uh, you, you bumped into someone you got a uh, you got a crazy stock tip and uh, and and it was uh, it, it was it was a wild time I'm sure for for many of the people listening it, it it'll it'll bring back memories of, of of when they were in that place but you were you were you were talking about now uh, different better business models uh, real businesses and so so carry on. Yeah, so um, it's funny. You're making me just do a segue here, um, but uh, I remember Peter Lynch said, "When when do you know that you're near a market top?" And it's and his answer was, um, "When he goes to parties and the doctors are telling him what to buy." <laughs> so, exactly. Uh, anyway, so yeah, yeah, coming full circle here. So um, you know, and maybe finally the 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 thing that really makes this sec you know technology stand out. Uh, more these days um, is there's this kind of as a service model, you know, software as a service, communications as a service. Um, and what that's done, um, because you don't have to make, you know, have to buy a gigantic upfront license to actually um, get access to technology. You just, you just pay for it on a monthly basis. That has expanded the addressable market for uh, all of these technologies that are, that are delivered in that manner. Um, so it's what what this has allowed is for the um, the the um, diffusion of technology from the biggest companies all the way down to the smallest companies, and it's also facilitated the ability to trial something, uh, and if it works, that's great, and if it doesn't, well, that's fine as well, yeah. and that that's just the way it is. And um, again, coming back to some of the mental models we use, um, this is. What this represents, when you think about it, is a reduction in friction. And whenever you can reduce friction in a transaction, that's usually a good thing for revenues. And so, so we're seeing that. Um, so I think I think I've kind of demonstrated um, or explained like the differences between the the, the companies that that were here uh, versus versus back then. And then I guess the other way to kind of think about it is, you know, from the, an overall market perspective, and um, uh, Rob and I have been kind of using this, this study that came out from Bernstein, uh, this uh, quantitative study that they recently did, I think it was at the end of September, where they kind of mapped out a whole bunch of things, which uh, was very interesting. Um, but um, what they did demonstrate was that although valuations have clearly risen, uh, we are still well below what we were seeing in the tech bubble, like way below. Um, and, and when you think about valuations, and this is another thing about the environment today, um, you know, a lot of valuation, uh, some of the rise can be attributed to, you know, a, a, a drop in interest rates, which are considerably lower today versus where they were then. On top of that, back then they, they were starting to rise. Um, and, and as you know, um, growth stocks, tech stocks in particular, are um, from, from, you know, they're long dated assets. And what we know from long dated or long duration assets is when interest rates drop, um, they're the most, accept, uh, most, um, um, what's the word I'm looking for? <laughs> they're, they're, 
for that levered or yeah they're, they're the ones that are going to move the most yeah. um and um so so we, we we have seen that so um but you have that support from interest rates and and so when the the fed the federal reserve signals that it's going to be lower for longer um it's likely to drive valuations higher so that can help explain uh, a little bit of the valuation rise and then you know on on another point you know, the lower rates is making it considerably harder for long duration money. You know, when you think in pension plans and endowments, I mean, it's getting harder and harder for, for those guys to, to meet their, their return requirements. So you got to think that there's kind of, there's got to be a, a bit of a, an asset mix shift going there as, as, you know, as fixed income money gets kind of shifted over to, you know, dividend stocks and, and growth stocks in particular here. So, I think the combination of interest rates dropping has had kind of two impacts. You know, the first one on on the fact that long duration assets will react um, to that, and then um, and then the um, the fact that you get this asset mix uh, uh, shift. And then um, the other thing from that Bernstein study that was interesting was that the three years going into the peak Nasdaq back then the um, the market that the, the uh, Nasdaq rose 70% uh, at a CAGR of seven, 70% for three years. Okay. And if you look at, uh, at the situation right now, we're kind of in the high twenties. So it's, uh, it's, it's still high, but it's, it's nowhere near um, what it was back then. So, you know, in a nutshell, you know, we have better, more seasoned companies, the environment's more hospitable um, from, you know, from an interest rate environment. Um, there's, um, you know, if we're focused on the bigger names and the benchmarks, the overvaluation is not as extreme as when you start looking at things like Fastly and Okta and things like that. Um, and we do have some uh, mega trends that are actually supportive of the sector, you know, whether it be um, uh, the cloud the, the cloud transition or uh, digital transformation 5g those are those are big trends and and they're they're certainly there well Mar Marcello what why, why don't uh, why don't we stop there for today and uh, be because uh, we're, we want to get you back because that that was just a fascinating overview of what was then versus what is now and and the reasons to think about this differently but another big thing are these mega trends. So why don't we get you back over the next couple of weeks and, and we'll delve into some of those, uh, th those trends that, uh, uh, that are having such a big impact, not just on, on technology stocks, but on the world as a whole, because I think that would be a fantastic discussion. Sure. Sounds great. Great. Well, Mar Marcello, thank you very much for, uh, for your time today. And I know everyone's looking forward to having you back. And we'll see you back uh, with, the, uh, with the download uh, over the next few days. Thank you very much. Okay. Thank you. Ciao.